Greetings in Christ Jesus and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, June 14th. I'm your host, Pastor Neil Radical. Today I'm joined by our vicar, Paul Genton. And this morning I would like to begin with a brief devotional thought based on 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. Uh, Paul, would you like to read that for us, please? Sure. We begin, My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So if we unpack that a little bit, I wouldn't mind talking a little bit about verse 1 where it says, My little children. Is that a, de- is that a derogatory expression? How do you understand that? Um, I would say, first of all, no, it's not derogatory. Um, Jesus uses that when he's referring to his disciples. Um, and it's actually a phrase... I just learned this recently that John uses quite a bit, especially in his epistles. And I would say it's endearing. Um, and he's, he's speaking to his fellow Christian brothers, uh, speaking to Christians in general in an endearing way, uh, you know, as, as his own children that he loves. I like that idea of love too. And I also like to think that he's kind of encouraging them to, you know, have this childlike faith that we always want to continue to try. I think it's a good reminder where he's, the relationship he has with them, but also the encouragement we should act in our faith like little children and submit to everything our Heavenly Father says. Nice. Uh, so the things that he's writing to him, to you, again, you mentioned the Gospel of John, you, you think about John's epistles, that you may not sin. Now, we spent a little bit of time talking about that, may not sin. If we're looking at that, what's his encouragement there? We have the idea of let us not continue on in sinning. Is there another way you would want to describe that or comment on with that sense? As far as not sinning, you know, we all know that while we're in this lifetime, we are sinner and saint at the same time. We have Jesus who has defeated death, defeated the devil, defeated sin. He has paid for our sins, but yet at the same time, we are we're still stuck with this sinful nature while we're here on earth. So... As we go through life, as the Holy Spirit sanctifies us, sets us apart, um, increases us in knowledge and faith, as time goes on, we hope to sin less. We hope to practice righteousness by trying, you know, to obey Christ's commands. And we want to do that, and hopefully we get better at doing that. But anybody who's a Christian knows that if nothing else, in our thoughts and in our hearts, we sin, if not in our actions and most likely in our actions. So if we do sin, as it says, we have an advocate in Jesus, the righteous. That's an important word, advocate. And when you are explaining an advocate to someone, you know, let's talk about children. What would be a good way? What are some of the thoughts that come to your mind as far as how to explain what an advocate is? It's not a word we normally use. Right. Especially we don't use it with children. So how would we explain it to a child? I think a, a quick, easy example that comes to mind for me is, I'm taking my child to the doctor's office. 
um, that child, whether they're four or seven or ten, they're not going to be able to speak to the doctors and nurses in a way that's going to explain what's going on as well as me, their dad, would be able to do. Um, so I'm, I'm speaking for them. I'm advocating for them to get the information out that needs to be said that might need to help my child. So you're going along with them. You're coming yeah. alongside them to alongside the doctors. Alongside them office. and with them. So when Jesus uses that word for us through here, we have Jesus, the righteous one, as an advocate with the Father. So we have him as he comes alongside us to be our defense, to be our advocate, our protector, our one who speaks on behalf of us. And as we trust that Jesus is our advocate, he's the one who defends us like on Judgment Day. And you talked about that this weekend a little bit, that we don't have to fear on Judgment Day. Right. And that because we have Christ as our advocate, we have him as our go-between. And the second verse really goes more in depth of that. And he himself is the propitiation. He, being Jesus, our advocate, is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So we hear of that, of course, in like John 3, 16, God's love the world. So it's not just God died for some and not others. He died for everyone. But that propitiation for our sins, that's a very big word that we don't use very often. It's not a super common word in the Bible. So if you want to talk a little bit about that word and why that's such a comforting word for us as Christians and people of God. I can try. Well, we'll um, try together. <laughs> <laughs> um, propitiation. You know, he's the propitiator. And he, in my mind, what's coming to mind right now is that he became sin for us. Um, he was innocent. He came to this earth. He became one of us. Uh, he was true God and true man. And because we can't keep God's commands, he did it for us. He did it perfectly for us. And then at the same time, because we've sinned, God's wrath um, is out there because of our sin. And someone needs to pay that price. Right. And that's what Jesus did. So he was our propitiator by taking our sin upon himself. And, and suffering it and appeasing God's wrath. And then that's how we are reconciled to God. And now God looks at us in a positive way now instead of in a negative way because of our sin. Is this too too easy to say? Jesus, propitiation is kind of like Jesus stepped in as our whipping post, so to speak. <laughs> but, but eternal hell, the full cup of God's wrath poured out on Jesus. I like the way you said that. Like He was the one who knew no sin, to become sin by taking on our sin for us. So it took all of that wrath on us once and for all. So the comfort for that is because he's already done that, because he himself is that propitiation, that sacrifice, the mercy sacrifice of God, not just for us specifically, but for everyone. Now we can make that very personal because he has done that for the whole world. We live in the world. He's done that for our sins as well. And John's making that point to these children that he cares about, believers in the faith. He wants them to remember that Jesus did suffer in this way for our sins, and that's why we, we don't want to continue to live that way. Look at the love that God poured out on us through Christ. Right. And look at what he poured out on his son, Jesus, perfect son, Jesus, and it was our sin. He poured out his wrath on that sin for us as our perfect brother to give us that comfort and joy of our eternal life in heaven. So yeah, a very important section from first john 2 to really encourage comfort and bless the early new testament believers and still us today 
Maybe it's worth rereading one more time. You want to read it one more time? Sure. My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity to reflect on your word today and to treasure that word that you've committed to us, that you have lived and died for our sins, that you've given us that sacrifice that has gifted us eternal life with you in heaven. Our righteousness is only because of you. And through that righteousness, we desire to keep your word. We desire to honor you and not to give you disobey or to give you reason to be disappointed in us. And so, Lord, we pray that you would bless us with your spirit to give us this joy and peace that we are a part of your family and that we can continue to live for your glory, all because of your grace. In your saving name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Paul. Uh, just a reminder, tonight we have our midweek Bible class. We're going to be continue, continue on in our geographical Bible study with the location of Nazareth, Jesus' hometown where he grew up. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking about Nazareth with those who are able to join us online. You can check our church calendar for that link or watch for an email that I usually send out for you to have that link. But uh, remember Nazareth, they rejected Jesus there, and they also tried to kill him where he actually grew up as well. So also not too far away in July is our VBS. This is a friendly reminder that if you haven't already, please put out your VBS yard signs that you probably picked up last year and maybe still have in your garage or in your home. Uh, you need new stickers for those dates that are in the entryway, so please do put those stickers on both sides of the sign and get those signs out as soon as possible so we can get these little children to come to our VBS and hear the precious truths of God's Word. If you have any questions or need any help with that, please let us know here and we'll try to do our best to help you. This past Saturday, we had our Minnesota Delegate Conference, and we had that on Saturday at Invergrove Heights in at Berea, up there. So we had, I think, about 40, what do you think, about 40 up there? Was there some it visitors, was, too, there yeah. as well. So At least it was a good yeah. number. We started with a nice uh, service uh, that Pastor Pfeiffer led, and we had a little communion service there. And then we had some great studies that we talked about. Um, the very first one was the, remember the, the uh, Mardeburg? I said Ma- Magdeburg. Wrong. Magdeburg. I said it wrong. Sorry. Magdeburg. And then that how that started with Luther's Day and really continues to go through. There was a confession that was made and really a statement that was made in defense of what? What are some of your remembering of that discussion? You know, in, in defense of the gospel. And when we come up against instances where some force, no matter where it's coming from, is is trying to impede upon the gospel and, and, and like the, tyrants and things yeah, like that yeah tyranny and and in you know in the case of Mag- magdeburg you know there was quite a mixture of church and state back then and the catholic church was trying to impose some of the doctrines back upon them that they through with the help of luther and other theologians were were going away from and um they were taking a stand we must obey god rather than men how would we see that today like how do, why do we see that why do we have that same concern why, why should we, what do we learn from that today? Boy, just that the devil, well, history repeats itself, right? And the devil is going to use whatever means he can to draw us away from 
what God would have us do and, and what we what the word directs us to do and it helps us keep our eye on the fact that we have to be ever vigilant and and aware I, I don't know yeah no I think the governments we have to be careful about the government's leaders whether it be state or national um, we have to be careful you know even of our own people in our communities that are trying to get us to do things that aren't God-pleasing or, or condone things that aren't God-pleasing. And so anyone that tries to basically oppress the gospel or the truths of God's word, you know, we want to make sure that we're not caving into those pressures. And I think that, I think you make a really good point that we see that pressure throughout history repeating itself from society pressures and so forth. And that Luther would have definitely had to deal with that not just Luther, but all the reformers in those mm. days. And every century you're seeing bits and pieces of that throughout history, whether it be in Germany or in Europe and here in the U.S., you see it all over the place. And it's really what we should expect, like you said, from Satan's pressure against the gospel in that sense. Yeah, and not let outside influences in the world interpret Scripture for us, right? Let God be God. You know, let God be true and every man a liar. We, we listen to what God says and what he means the words mean. Right. So. There was also a good discussion of what lessons we could learn from the COVID pandemic and all the panic that was going on that. And it was I thought it was a healthy discussion about, you know, what we should, again, believe what the media is saying, you know, also still trying to trust in the Lord, you know, balancing that with the, obviously, the very sorrowful cases of people who, uh, struggle through that, and obviously there's always different things that we need to face with diseases and cancers and sicknesses. So really, my big takeaway from that is, how do we trust in the Lord rather than putting our confidence in, in mankind? And how do we sort that out as congregations as those things come our way and continue to try to reflect what God, what would be God-pleasing? I don't know if you had any other comments on that that you wanted to share. Maybe just one quick one. You know, just this last weekend, again, I you know, preached on First John and, and love and loving our, our brethren, our Christian brothers and sisters. And what is that definition of love? You know, is it is it a definition that the world has come up with, that we've come up with in our own hearts? Or is it God's definition of love? And when we start with the first commandment, which is fearing, loving and trusting in God with all our heart, soul and might, that's the best place to start. And, yeah. and, and the rest of loving our neighbor flows from that. And yeah. just being mindful of that. Yeah, I thought it was a very good um, conference overall, and I think the fellowship is always a blessing to be able to spend that time with other believers and like-minded believers at that as well. So it went really well. Uh, this coming Saturday, we have our sculpture tour from 1 to 3.30. So we have our manual adventure days that we try to do and include times to get together with other with our fellow believers here and guests as well. So that's this Saturday, June 17th from 1 to 3.30. And so there'll be more details emailed on that here before then, but basically it's it's coming here to Emmanuel, and then we're going to be taking that tour in, in groups, and then there's, I think there's supposed to be some ice cream after, is my understanding, but not 100% on that. So um, Also this coming week, uh, both pastors and Vicar Genton will be with us at the pastoral conference. That's for roughly three days over there in Eau Claire. That's June 20th through 22nd. So please pray that that conference goes well and that we continue to grow in our Christian education when it comes to those things. We also have an Emmanuel moving night coming up on June 23rd. That's Friday at 6 p.m. here at 
the gym in the church basement there in the gymnasium. We're going to be watching the movie Overcomer. Uh, there will be popcorn, lemonade. You can use the bleachers or bring your own chair. And then we're hopefully hopefully going to be offering school tours after for our guests. So we're trying to get the word out to the community to invite them to this and give them a, a clue of what our church and school is all about and kind of get them inside and see what things are around and obviously see this Christian video, which we're praying will be very encouraging to those who come. So if you have any questions on that also, please let us know. We're hoping to try to do some potential canvassing of that as well here in the new, near future. Stay tuned for that. Also, just keep in mind, in July, we have our two big outreach parades for both our school and our VBS. 10 a.m. July 4th in St. Peter, if you're wanting to walk in that, we'd love to have you help out with that parade. And then on July 8th in North Mankato, that'll be at 11 a.m. So again, two opportunities just to just go for a wonderful walk and, and encourage people, maybe hand out different flyers and things and encouragements for VBS. Uh, it's always a fun time. It goes really quick, so it's a very short amount of time. So I know people like to come and watch the parade. I also like to encourage people to come and participate in the parade and advertise a little bit more about what we have here in the gospel at Emmanuel Church and School. As far as our prayer lists, we continue to keep in our prayers our cancer patients, Carrie Dale, John Hine, Norma Carlson, Gary Hannell, Will Rutker. I'm sure you know several people as well to pray for, so continue to keep them in your prayers. Also, yesterday, on Tuesday, Judy Milkey underwent surgery, so we're Thankful the Lord continues to bless through those surgery opportunities. And also, this week, Riley Sotnik and Mackenzie will, and his fiance Mackenzie will be married. I'm trying to blank on her last name right now. Just, I'm sorry, Mackenzie, if you're listening. Uh, but they'll be united in marriage, and so we pray the Lord would bless them as well with their upcoming future. That brings us to our hymn of the day from the Red Hymnal. We're looking at hymn 212, which is Ascension Hymn, but we focus on verses 5 through 7, which I think is reason to praise the Lord based on our First John 2 section, and then obviously all that the Lord gives us opportunity to do is to share the gospel here at Emmanuel. So, would you like to read that, Paul? Yeah. O grant us thitherward to tend, and with unwearied hearts ascend, alleluia, unto thy kingdom's throne where thou, as is our faith, art seated now. Hallelujah. Be thou our joy and strong defense, who art our future recompense. Hallelujah. So shall the light that springs from thee be ours through all eternity. Hallelujah. O risen Christ, ascended Lord, all praise to thee let earth accord. Hallelujah. Who art, while endless ages run, with Father and with Spirit one. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast. Once again, Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota. For more information about the ongoing activity here, we'd invite you to check out our website, emmanuelmankato.org. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember, Emmanuel, God is with you.